This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Weekend preview time. Manchester United needs to beat Everton alert Manchester United needs to beat Everton will it happen also Man City hosts Liverpool in a huge clash in the Premier League we give you Serie A action MLS decision day Der Klassiker and of course we have all the betting tips and analysis with my brother Jimmy Conrad make sure that you listen to us on Apple Podcasts stream us on Spotify and Stitcher and stay right here because the show begins right now Weekend preview time, Manchester United, Everton, Man City, Liverpool. We got some good Serie A matches, Decision Day, MLS, and I'm here with Jimmy Conrad. Jimmy, how are you, brother? I am great, and I have one of my favorite kits on right now, so I'm excited. I know some people will say it looks like a carpet at an airport, maybe, but I am all in on Forward Madison. I I love what they're doing with their kits in particular, so shout out to them. Yeah, it's a 1980s Sears style carpet, but I love it. I'm feeling it. It looks sexy. You look sexy. The games are sexy. Let's go. And we begin with the Premier League, uh, Manchester United, Everton. First of all, Jimmy, give us some betting tips on this one. Yeah, really what I have in this one in particular is the, the draw. And I say that because Everton are coming off of this game Losing to my Newcastle, which actually brought me a great deal of joy. So I appreciate you, Everton, laying down to the tune, baby. But Hamas is supposed to be back in the team. He's being announced as doubtful. I think there's a little gamesmanship here, a little sportsmanship, a little like, uh, no, no, he's hurt, but they're actually going to start him. We saw, you know, uh, Mourinho do this with Hingman's son not too long ago. They're not going to reveal whether he's going to play. I think he's going to play, and I think he'll end up being the difference that's where I get a little sticky, Luis, because if he plays, Everton plays so much different. But if he's not on the team, I feel like they become very one-dimensional. And I say that with all due respect to Dominic Calvert-Lewin, who has been on fire this season for Everton. But and then you have Manchester United, who are undefeated away from home in their last six away league matches. There's just something about not being at Old Trafford. I think they just relax a little bit and they start to play. But they are under the gun right now. I think they're going to respond in a positive way to losing to Istanbul Bashakshi here midweek, which was a bit of a shock and a bit of a surprise. Ole Gunnar is under it right now. I like the draw. I just can't think of the number right now. Let me get that up right now. I want to get your thoughts, though, with regard to Everton in terms of Hamas, the version with Hamas and the version without. Because if he doesn't play, I just think it's more of a – they lack creativity. Yeah, no, I'm with you 100%. And it wasn't just a Newcastle loss, right? They lost to Southampton as well. So, you know, Everton really wants that victory. With Hammers, everything just clicks a little more because he's so versatile. He can go wide. He can be central. He's the assist king. He creates so much. He just brings a little bit of flair. And I think that, you know, Ancelotti did a smart thing by resting him uh, against Newcastle because he thought, I'm, I think my squad's good enough. And now he can see that clearly he needs it more than he thinks. So he's going to come in. He's fresh. I know that they're saying doubtful, but he's all right. And he's definitely going to want to be involved before the international break, before, you know, he faces, uh, you know, the for Colombia uh, during the international break. So that's one thing. Listen, 
Here's the other thing about Manchester United, and I've said it. This is it for Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. He needs a win here. I think he doesn't win here, and his job is seriously on the line. And I'll say it again. United are Derek Zoolander. They're Derek Zoolander staring at that puddle in the street saying, who am I? <laughs> and, the, and the puddle saying, I don't know. They don't know who they are. And I think you make a good start about playing away from home and making them feel comfortable when they're not at Old Trafford. But to me, this is a huge game for Manchester United. And if they don't win, I think his job's on the line. And guess what? I see Everton winning this one. I, I love all your Zoolander references. Please keep those going. That that movie uh, is the gift that keeps on giving. Uh, the numbers for this, the draw is plus 285. So I, I meant to throw that in there. Obviously got lost in my my dreaming of Hamas uh, scenarios. But if Hamas plays, I think you guys might want to consider, if you're looking for a little action, Everton to win this one. As Luis said, that's plus 185. That's still really good value. Like, like Luis also said, I don't know what what's version of Manchester United is going to show up plus Mauricio Pochettino who has been quietly on the sidelines after getting let go from Spurs waiting there's been tons of opportunities I'm sure that's been hitting his plate just announced that he's ready to get back into management that's interesting timing interesting timing Luis that he would say that right when there's a little bit of issues with Ole Gunnar so yes if he drops these points I think he could be in some big trouble and that would give Mauricio Pochettino a transfer window in January to really I feel like you have to make that move before the transfer window so you can give the new coach, you know, some some movement to maybe shape his team in, in, in the way that he wants to see it. So let's 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 look into the crystal ball then, Jimmy, just for a second, before we move on to another game. Like I've been saying for two years, I think what Chitino is exactly who Manchester United needs, because what happens when you're a team without an identity? You go after a manager who lives or dies with his identity. And that to me is Pochettino. What do you think about well, first of all, how you know how important is, it, is this game for Solskjaer? And B, do you think Pochettino would be the right man for United? Huge game for, for Ole Gunnar. Uh, I think in some ways, every time he has his back against the wall, the team seems to respond, which is why I'm giving them half a chance here with the draw. I don't know who he's going to roll out. I do like Anthony Martial to score anytime, plus 160. I think that's good, too. Uh, I thought he scored against Istanbul Bashak Shahir. I think he's, he think he's ready. I, I think he's ready to get uh, multiple goals in multiple games. I don't know for sure if Mauricio Pochettino will end up taking the job. Maybe he will, maybe he won't. I think Maxi Allegri needs to be thrown into the equation as well. Obviously, a lot of experience with uh, AC Milan and Juventus. And he's already expressed his interest in, in coaching in England. He's learning English, right? So he's doing all the right things to put himself in a position. And Manchester United's a job that he's already stated that he would love to have. So I think you have two options there with Pochettino and Allegri. What's interesting about this whole thing, Luis, is I think that Ole Gunner, and this might sound absolutely batshit, oh, scarred, bat, bat crap crazy. Uh, I'm trying to make it a family-friendly show, everybody. I, I, would it be weird if Ole Gunner became Pochettino's assistant? Because I really feel like Ole Gunner has helped the team in, in individual ways, right? Rashford is playing better and more consistently. Martial is playing better and more consistently. I don't think he would accept that role, but... I think he would be a help still. It's really weird because, like, you know, he still has the DNA of the club ingrained in him, and he might still be a spy for Sir Alex for whatever coaching staff is coming in next because I think Sir Alex probably still has his fingerprints on a lot of things. I, I, I don't know. I don't know. What do you think about that? I don't know. I think it's a good idea. I don't think it's going to happen at all. I think Solskjaer like, would just be like, you either keep me or you leave me. I think that it's just a very difficult decision for United because – 
Uh, he's such a club legend. But you know what? They shot themselves in the foot because when they hired Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, they were like so excited at the fact that they beat PSG two seasons ago when he was the interim manager. And they said, we're going to give you a full-time contract. And it was just, that was just a big mistake. I, I think it's a good idea for Solskjaer to keep on learning. He's still young, but he wouldn't do that. I think he will either stay full-time or he will go somewhere else. Maybe. Yeah, I, I, what's interesting about that PSG game when they gave him the extension was that they were on a 16-game unbeaten streak, and then they went into Paris and, and did the unthinkable. And then right after he got that big contract, they didn't win a game for eight games or something. It's super funny. So, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. Uh, it should be interesting to see. But I think for us neutrals, Manchester United being a dumpster fire is kind of fun. <laughs> yep. yep, absolutely. Let's move on uh, with the big one, Manchester City against uh, Liverpool on Sunday, 11.30 a.m. Eastern, uh, big game. Man City has won three, you know, their last three home league games against Liverpool by an aggregate score of 11 to 1. What do you have here from a betting tip standard, Jimmy? I do think both teams are going to score. So if you're looking at William Hill and you're looking at options, you got to find the ones where both teams are going to score. Obviously, they are littered with world class talent on both sides. If you want Man City to win and both teams to score, it's plus 200 to, to Man City. I think that's really good value. However, the draw is plus 320. And, and I bring up the draw once again because Liverpool are on something fierce right now. I think they've kind of unlocked a little bit of their attack with uh, Diogo Jota really stepping up and, and providing a, a different look for them. And I don't know teams have figured out how to manage Salah, Mane, and Jota. Whereas Firmino, who I do love, don't get me wrong, but he's a little bit more stationary as a number nine. He, he really stays in between the two center backs. Whereas, I mean, when Salah's the false nine, dude, he could be running into the corners. He's checking back. And I liken it in some ways to when PSG has Di Maria, Neymar, and Mbappe. Like, they can just interchange so much. It's very hard for the defense to really know. And it really unsettles the defense. So I think Jota's going to start. And I think that's going to be tough in some ways for Man City to figure out. Obviously, they've got some, some talented players. I, I do like the draw here. I do say, though, one more point here. And then, Luis, I got to hear your thoughts. City needs to win this game more than Liverpool does. If they lose this game, they'll be eight points behind Liverpool. Not to say that they can't overcome that because they do have a game or two in hand, but that will be a huge feather in the cap for Liverpool to create that distance between who I still consider to be their biggest rival for the league. Liverpool are on top. They're managing the Virgil van Dijk injury very well. Fabinho being hurt. I mean, everybody's getting hurt and they're still figuring out ways to win games. That is a sign of a champion. But Man City need this more. I think they know they need this more. And if they really want to compete and put pressure on Liverpool throughout the whole season, not just maybe at the end or, or just a month or two, they have to win this game. And I like that urgency that I think we're going to see from City. So that's why I'm kind of in between City winning and both teams scoring and both, te both teams scoring and getting a draw. Yeah, no, I agree. I think this is a bigger game for Man City because we've seen this storyline before. If Man City doesn't catch up early, then Liverpool could just keep getting running away with it. Two big points for me here. One, uh, let's focus on Liverpool and Diogo Jota and the Bobby Firmino situation. I, you know, uh, Klopp actually commented on this after the Atalanta game saying, listen, like I understand the, the conversation and why it might be a headache for me, but it really isn't because the Atalanta game, I actually saw Diogo Jota uh, better suited for this, just be, not just because of momentum, but the way that he can mobilize a little bit more uh, wide, drop deep, be more creative. And when you look at Man City, that's a different type of animal to deal with. So I actually, 
I wouldn't be surprised if Firmino returns to the lineup and Jota once again is on the bench. So that's one Liverpool point. From the Man City perspective, it's about making sure that Man City don't over-rely on Kevin De Bruyne in this game. It's about making sure that they become more of a balanced team. And to your point, Man City really needs to collectively make sure that they're on it uh, in order to really gain some advantage of Liverpool, because this is a bigger, bigger game for Man City. Uh, you know, they need to win this one. I think if Liverpool loses this, nobody's saying, oh, that's it. Liverpool's done. I think Man City loses this one. Then they're saying, wow, the gap is getting bigger. And Liverpool won without Virgil van Dijk. And that says a lot. Yeah, I agree with you. And for everybody else, it's still looking for, for some juice on maybe individual players. If you go look at any time goal scorers, there is some good value on everybody. You can get most a lot plus 120, which is very good. He's quietly putting together uh, another great season. Uh, Gabriel Jesus plus 120. I don't know if he's going to start. He did score when he came on off the bench uh, in Man City's win in the Champions League. But Ferran Torres has been starting. He scored early uh, in that game. Raheem Sterling plus 120. Kevin De Bruyne plus 138. Uh, Sadio Mane plus 150, Jota plus 180. I, there's there's a lot of good value there. I guess it just depends on who you're feeling is going to really step up and score in this game. I think they're going to be some goals. I think they're going to be some good ones. I don't think it's going to be that tight. I do want to give a shout out though to Man City's back line. I think that even though they started Ake and Stones midweek, I like the Laporte Ruben Diaz pairing. I think Pep's going to continue to go with that, and I think they might have found the pairing that's going to lead them to more consistency in that back line. So. Yeah, lots to think about, but I still think they're going to be a lot of goals. That's a really good point, though, about giving some, showing some props to Man City's defensive because we were all questioning how they were going to look because of the lack of chemistry, whatever. But no, they're doing really well so far. All right, the other remaining games. And Jimmy, I'll just explain some fixtures and then you just let me know anything that speaks to you from a betting standpoint. Uh, Chelsea against Sheffield United uh, play as well. Actually, the ones before Saturday are Brighton against Burnley, Southampton, Newcastle, Crystal Palace against Leeds, a really tasty one in Leicester City against Wolves. I like that one. Uh, a London Derby, West Ham against Fulham, West Brom, Tottenham. And of course, it all ends up uh, the weekend with Arsenal hosting Villa. Anything from any of those matches? Yeah, there's a whole bunch. I, I Trying to find good value for you guys. I didn't take as deep of a dive. I tried to focus on the big ones because I think that's what everybody is going to be watching for the most part. Arsenal are pretty heavy favorites. Villa have, and I know Luis, you can speak to this, kind of fallen apart a little bit. They were so good defensively, and now they've swung so hard the other way. It seems interesting. Like, there's no in-between with those guys. They either get a clean sheet or they give up four goals. So, so it'll be interesting to see if Arsenal can take advantage of that, who are still, I think, still trying to figure out who their best attacking line is or their best front four. Though I think Thomas Partey uh, is still a fantastic signing. I think he'll help them out a lot. Uh, Leicester Wolves is actually a really good game. Leicester at home, okay, have been pretty solid. You're going to get Jamie Vardy back on the team. They're plus 135 to win at home. Now, Wolves, obviously, a very difficult opponent, but I like that value, just a win straight up plus 135. Uh, Tottenham, pretty heavy favorites there, nothing to see. Uh, West Ham, pretty heavy favorites over Fulham. I don't know. West Ham, you just don't know what you're getting with those guys. I feel like they play to the level of their competition, and Fulham aren't very good. So I could see a draw in that game. That would be plus 275. Chelsea should do the business. Maybe go look at anytime goal scorers and see what's there. I do believe that Leeds could sneak out a result against Crystal Palace. So Leeds winning straight up is plus 145, but I could see a draw there, plus 225. Crystal Palace actually is not even the favorite at home. They're plus 195. So I don't know. Maybe roll the dice there and see if you've got like something. My Newcastle, they're not going to beat Southampton. Southampton is on something fierce right now. I think they're going to get the result. And then Brighton Burnley. Uh, Burnley's struggling. 
they are struggling. They're known for their defensive stuff, and they have given up a ton of goals They're on the bottom of the table in the Premier League. So I kind of like Brighton to do the business, but but they're the favorites, and and there's not much value there that I see. Yeah, I'm a little worried about Burnley. One note on Leicester and Wolves in the top flight. Wolves have actually winless in their last 10 away games against Leicester since a 2-1 win in December 1971. So wow. that should tell you something there. Uh, we will be right back to talk a little bit more about Europe and MLS. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly. So there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, Roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Welcome back, everybody. I'm here with my brother, Jimmy Conrad. We've talked Premier League. We're going to stay in Europe. Uh, Serie A, Jimmy. Some good matches this weekend. Talk to us. Yeah, the big ones for me are Lazio hosting Juventus. Uh, that's going to be a good one. The lines here, Lazio, even though they're at home, playing at Stadio Olimpico, are the heavy underdogs, plus 275 for them to win this one straight up. The draw is plus 270. And Juve is the favorite. It's minus 107. So you have to bet 107 to win 100 for everybody that's unaware of how that works. Juve for me, though, even though they had a good performance, Cristiano Ronaldo is back. You know, you have to take into consideration who they were playing in their last two games. Not the best competition, but sometimes you need that. I still worry a little bit with regard to Andrea Pirlo and his tactics and his constant shuffling of the lineup. I don't feel like he's figured out who his best players are, but it is going to help to have Alvaro Morata banging in the goals. That guy feels very streaky to me when he scores and he's confident. He can be one of the best number nines in the world because he can do a lot of different things and do them well. It's just that confidence that I think he lacks. He seems comfortable. That's a great sign for Juve. I think it's going to allow them to flow into the attack a little bit better. That said, I'm still not sold just yet because of the two opponents they played. Not the best competition. Whereas Lazio... You know, they ground out, they ground out. Do you say that ground? They grinded out, let's say, uh, a result, uh, 1-1 in the Champions League. They did it without cheer of the hero, Mobley. I think he'll be back on the team. He makes a big difference for them. I could see a draw on this one. I think Lazio's got a little spirit, got a little backbone. They're playing at home. They know they're going to have to need this. And obviously, these were the two teams that were kind of neck and neck last season in Serie A until Lazio fell off in the last four or five games. I think they remember that. I think they want to show that they can be and beat uh, one of the best teams uh, in Italy. And so I like the draw. And then the other one, before you hop in there, Atalanta versus Inter Milan, that is tasty as well. 
Atalanta, even though they got smacked by Liverpool 5-0 in the Champions League, they still have some tremendous talent. And they are the underdogs at home against Inter, plus 175 for them to win. But if you want Inter to win, that's plus 140. But if you're like me, I'm feeling a lot of draws this weekend. I could see plus 270 in the draw. Inter, is Romelu Lukaku going to be healthy? That's going to be the biggest difference for me. You know, obviously they showed some pluck against Real Madrid, even though they lost 3-2. to two. Uh, to fight back to get to two to two in that one. I do like Perisic up top. I think he's a tremendous player. Atalanta also, they need this. Atalanta, I feel like, really need this result. Inter knew we needed two, but it, it feels a little bit more desperate from Atalanta at this point because they're so uneven this season. Yeah, let's focus on the first one, Lazio Juventus. Um, if you want to draw out of that, Jimmy, uh, it'll be the first one for the first time since 2014. The last draw between Lazio and Juve was in January of that year. Uh, the other part, I think, is Immobile. I think Chido Immobile uh, shows up in big games, and I think that he'll score here. But Lazio have conceded 12 goals in their first six Serie A matches this season, and that's the first time since 92-93. So you mentioned Morata, who's doing well, who's feeling confident, Ronaldo back in the squad, Weston McKenney in there. Like, there's just a lot here. I, I see Juventus winning this one, uh, but with Immobile scoring. Moving on to Atalanta, Inter. This is just going to be a mess of a game. It's just going to be messy. Uh, you know, like when you're a kid and you're just playing in the mud with your friends and all that stuff, that's exactly what this game's going to be. Because like you said, Atalanta are going to still really remember, obviously, that Liverpool destruction. And Inter are going to remember the, you know, the, the, the frailty and then the vulnerability of losing against Real Madrid. So they're both just going to be like, we need to just go for it. Uh, both needed. I feel like Atalanta, um, I just worry because... In defensive transition, they're always going to be vulnerable, no matter who you play. I mean, if Liverpool did that, I mean, I still feel obviously Liverpool's Liverpool, but any time that you play against a team who's good on the counter, then that's a problem. And Inter can do that. So I don't know. I, I, but I do see a draw in that one with you, though. I do see a draw in that one with you. Okay, so, so, so here's some of my fun bets on William Hill, and I want to – see if, if you would lean towards this given the value right this is where they always draw me in because the value is so strong cristiano ronaldo to score okay juventus obviously have to win and it finishes 1-0 2-0 or 2-1 in favor of juve at plus 500 that is just it's so good it's so tasty or you could go one more you could say uh, cristiano ronaldo to score juve to win 1-0 2-1 or 3-1 which would kind of cover your Chiro, the hero, Mobile, you know, getting a goal and nipping it one. I just don't know if Juve's that dominant yet to, to, to own a team like Lazio, who I think do have some special players, you know, and, and at times can be, you know, as you, can, as you said, play with anybody. You know, they've got that quality. But Chiro, the hero, Mo, Mobile needs to be in there. Otherwise, I feel like it's a shuffling of the attack, and, and I feel like they lose a little bit of identity when he's not in the team. So ah, those ones are so interesting, though. What, do you like either one of those? I mean, if you're going to yeah. put a flyer on it, 2-1 Juve. I like that one. 2-1 Juve, Immobile scores. Okay, well, you can hold on. Let me look at that. So you can go with – sometimes you can pick that. Immobile would score, but Juve win. I don't know if they're showing me that one. Uh, they're not even giving right. me that – they're not even giving me that option, which means they know that's probably what's going to happen. So I respect that. All right, William <laughs> Hill, we see you. We see you, William Hill. <laughs> what about Atalanta Inter? They've won, by the way, of their last seven Serie A games, Serie A games against Inter, right? They've won um, just one of those. So – I talk about Atlanta a lot, but uh, and a draw, but I don't know. Maybe Inter will sneak there. What do you What do you think? What's William Hill telling us with Inter winning? Yeah, Inter winning straight up is actually plus one forty. So that's 
pretty good value if you just wanted to go straight up and not have to sweat the small details that sometimes I give you guys for some from prop bets, as it were. It just depends. I mean, who do you think will score? Let's say Lataro Martinez scores and you have Inter winning, let's say one zero two. 2-1 or whatever. Hold on. Let me look at that. It's scrolled all the way down. You got to go into the weeds to find these ones, baby. That's what I do for you guys. So if Lataro Martinez scores an Inter win 2-0, 2-1 or 3-1, it's plus 750. And, and, or maybe you want to switch it and go Lataro Martinez to score an Inter to win 1-0, 2-1 or 3-1. That's plus 850. Yo, I like those ones a lot. That's not a bad shout. Cause I don't think Romelu Lukaku will play. And, and Perisic has done enough, I think, to keep, keep back fours unbalanced. So they can't focus on Lataro completely. I don't know, man. That's, that's, that's some tasty stuff. I'm going with Inter 3-1 Martinez scoring. Wow. Let's, let's just that, go for it. I mean, that's a big that would, gamble, but you might as well go for ah, it. Dude, you got to live a little bit, right? So, yeah, these are going to be great games regardless. You know, it's interesting because each one of these four teams has a narrative that they've got going on, like Juve's got Pirlo, and, and can he figure out that lineup, that perfect lineup for them to move forward? And then Lazio, can they actually win anything without Chiro the hero? Can their other guys step up? Atalanta is an absolute like up and down, like awesome. And then kind of a train wreck. And then Inter Milan is same kind of the Romelu Lukaku thing, but did Conte bring enough of the right guys together to end up, you know, actually challenge for the Scudetto this season. So yeah, it's great. I, I love Serie A this season. Yeah, Serie A is looking good. It's giving me that 90s feel. I love it. Stay right here, guys, because we'll be staying in, in Europe, moving to Germany for their classic ad. Welcome back, everybody, from England to Italy and now to Germany. A big, big game on Saturday, lunchtime, Eastern time. Borussia Dortmund hosts Bayern Munich, their classic. We actually have uh, some comments from Serge Gnabry from Bayern Munich on this game. Check it out. Yeah, for, for Dortmund side, I'm happy that they're playing good football and winning games. Um on Bayern's side, um, I think it, it is more enjoyable when you win against a team that is, as you mentioned it, maybe on eye level um, with you. Um, but I think we're still the favourites to go in the game. We know it's going to be hard. Um, we know they play good football. Um, and in the end, we, we want to win to make sure that um, we're still on top. So that was Serge Gnabry talking about their classic. Obviously, a really, really big game. Uh, Jimmy, Bayern have won all three competitive games against Dortmund uh, under Hansi Flick. They won the last two league games by an aggregate scoreline of 5-0 and beat them 3-2 in the Super Cup this season. So I guess the story is writing itself. What, what do you think? I mean, that has to end at some point. And I think Dortmund does have the team. And... A lot of healthy players. I always feel like Marco Royce will be hurt or Gio Reyna or Erling Holland, or some of their key players will be hurt, Mats Hummels or somebody. They've got a full squad here. They've been excellent at home. They're playing in Dortmund at the former Westfalen Stadion. I know it's got a different name. Now I played there once. And so what a, what a thrill that was, U.S. versus Germany. I won't tell you the final score, but what a, what a great, great experience that was. I will say they have scored 10 goals in their three home games so far in the league, and they've given up zero. Now, obviously, Bayern Munich are a different beast altogether, and I don't expect that zero to remain after this game. I do think, though, they're going to be competitive. They had a good, good midweek game, 3-0 uh, away from home. I thought they played well against a team that uh, had been kind of putting up a bit of a fight. I'm talking about Club Bruges, um, and they made it look easy. They, they, they beat you in so many different ways. Obviously, Holland is, is the, the key point. I think this Bruce Dortmund team is going to be up for this. I don't know if they're going to get the win, but guess what, everybody? I'm feeling a bit of a draw. I'm being honest with you. I think both teams are going to score. 
and and plus 340. If both teams score and they get a draw, it's plus 340. I say this because I'm not completely sold on Byron's back line. I think David Alaba is he's not a natural center back first. He's also got contract issues that are happening off the field. They don't want to meet his demands. He's probably not going to resign with them. All of a sudden, this incredibly powerful relationship that has done so much for, for both the player and the club is ending acrimoniously. It's never a good vibe, right? Whether, whether I'm sure Alaba is super professional, I'm sure the coaching staff is too, but it's still, everybody knows what's happening. And I think it takes away from some of the positivity and good vibes that could be happening. You got Alfonso Davies who's out. I think Lucas Fernandez obviously is fantastic as well, but you got Pavard that's going to be in. Nicholas Sula is out. He has COVID. That's a big loss for them. I'm a big Jerome Boateng fan. He's not the same Jerome Boateng with all due respect that he was five, six years ago, which is the same for any player more often than not, especially as they get older. I think Erling Holland, I say all this because I think Erling Holland can take full advantage of these guys. I think he will. I think they're going to score some goals. I think it's going to end 2-2. And thanks for having me. <laughs> another draw. Another draw. <sighs> another draw. Listen, I think this is a clear story right here. Dortmund have the best defense in the Bundesliga this season. Only conceded two goals. Okay? And they could equal that record of five consecutive clean sheets against Bayern. However... Bayern Munich has scored 24 goals from six matches, which is a, a league record. So clearly this is just the most amazing offense against a very good offense too. But people forget that Dortmund's defense is also very good. But you mentioned some absentees there. So that's a clear storyline. I don't see um, a draw here, but I do see a high scoring game. But I still see the Hansi Flick magic here. I just, Bayern Munich are just too good. I do think, though, and I'm wondering what you're going to see there, Jimmy, from William Hill. I do think Dortmund will score first. I just think that Bayern Munich will end up winning. So, okay. what, what's the tip on that one? Okay. Yeah. I'll have to take a, a little bit of a dive in that. Uh, what do you think personally on that one? I mean, I, I could see it happening for sure. I mean, Dortmund, excuse me, Bayern have been a little bit vulnerable in their last two away games. I'm not going to count Armenia Bielfields uh, in the Bundesliga because they're bottom feeders. They just got promoted. I'm going to leave them out. But when they went to, was it Lokomotiv in, in the Champions League? They struggled yeah. a little bit. And then they went to Salzburg and they struggled a little bit. Both of those teams kind of went at them and I respected it. And both of those teams were hanging in there for a while until a little bit of magic and a little bit of the class that I think Bayern has over most teams in the world ended up proving to be the difference. They can hit that switch and be like, all right, we're, we're done messing around and, and we can make it happen. I think though that Dortmund, they're going to have to play somewhat of a perfect game. They're not, they can't make those dumb mistakes that Bayern are so good at punishing. And if they can limit those and keep everything pretty predictable defensively, get good numbers behind the ball and just make it a little difficult for Thomas Moore to find space. Obviously, Mats Hummels played with Bayern for many, many years. So I think he'll come in with some good insight on how to defend Robert Lewandowski because he had to do it in training for, what, three or four years straight. I think those are some advantages. I think the Borussia Dortmund goalkeeper is going to have to stand on his head to make some saves. And we could argue that Manuel Neuer had to make a few saves against these other opponents. The Salzburg could have ran away with that game and, and he made some big saves. He did it against Moscow as well. They are vulnerable. They're going to give up chances. I just think that Dortmund can take advantage of those. The draw feels like the safe one here because it's really hard for me to say who's going to win this, this game straight up because I think you can make a really strong case for both given their current form. Also, let's say it like this. And I said this about Man City and Liverpool. Dortmund have to win this game. If, if they really want to truly compete for the league, they have to win this game at home. If they don't, it's going to be Bayern all day, every day. We all think it's going to be Bayern all day, every day anyway. But if Borussia Dortmund want to make this somewhat exciting, 
They have to do the business and at the very least get a draw. They cannot lose this game. And I think, again, that, that little bit of urgency, that little bit of, hey, we're at home, we got to do it, we got to do it here, or, or we're handing over the Bundesliga title, it, it, it's, it's in there. Whether it's spoken directly or everybody understands it, those are the stakes, and I love it. I love that those are the stakes. They don't have any midweek games to worry about next week. They can go full bore in this one. Uh, this is going to be a great game, and I can't wait to watch. So don't go for the draw. Let's go for a win here. I think that Bayern's winning, but I think you made two key points. The first one, and we'll wrap it up on the Classica, uh, but the first one is, you said it so rightly, the less mistakes Borussia Dortmund makes, the better. They have to be almost perfect on this one. There's just too many weapons from Bayern's side. And the second part is, let's not forget about the creative players here. If you like are able to contain some of the midfield issues uh, from either side, you know, I, I would love to see like a man of the match performance from somebody like Gio Reyna. That would be incredible. Oh, God. How, that, how good would that be? Huh? That would be amazing. Yes, I would. I would be so excited. We had a chance to speak to Greg Berhalter yesterday on HQ after the games. And yeah, I'd be thrilled for him and for the national team. And I, I just like the vibe that's coming out of the camp right now. And I thought Greg was in a great mood. And why wouldn't he be, right? So to see Gio Reyna, uh, you know, have a man of the match performance in, in a game of this of this magnitude, this stature would be amazing. I do want to say, though, before we move on to, to MLS, if you guys are crazy and you're probably already thinking, God, Jimmy's just draw crazy this time. If you get it, listen, listen, you want to do the parlay. If you pick Everton Man United to draw, uh, Man City and Liverpool to draw, and uh, Borussia Dortmund and Bayern Munich to draw, it's plus 5,720. You could bet 10 bucks and win 572. I might just do it because why not? 10 bucks to win 570. And, and then you guys would be absolutely like, Jimmy's my BFF. I'm going to listen to every word he says. If Jimmy, I, if I nail parlay, that. Jimmy, parlay, 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 parlay. I've been playing, hey, and uh, uh, parlay, parlay. I'm taking that all the way to the bank. You heard it here first. Parlay, parlay, baby. That was their classicer. When we come back, we're coming to North America, baby, for some MLS decision day. <laughs> To wrap things up, everybody, we are MLS chatting decision day this weekend, this Sunday. And there's a lot to talk about, Jimmy. Um, obviously, the rules uh, changed a little bit this year because of uh, COVID-19 and traveling issues. Uh, so the playoffs, uh, the playoff spots have expanded. They're not doing it uh, by points, but rather points per game. So there's a lot to talk about. Um, the East looks really interesting at the end. Shout out to Nashville, by the way. Uh, we'll be talking to their manager next week as well. And we have a special guest as well tomorrow. But a little bit more on MLS, Jimmy. What do you see here from the East and the West as we look ahead to the final day of the regular season? Yeah, first things first, I want to give a shout out to MLS. This has got to be so extremely difficult for any league, but them in particular to try to manage and salvage what was left of this season obviously the other sports teams mainly went into a bubble and tried to figure it out mls did both right the bubble and then they're trying to get the league and trying to make it all work so to be fluid and flexible with that many moving parts has been nothing short of impressive and they've done their best i think to mitigate a lot of the COVID issues and so i just want to give a shout out to them because even though i know a lot of people behind the scenes there the stress levels must be off the charts and they've been pretty cool and calm throughout and it's been pretty impressive to see. So let's talk about decision day, my favorite day of the year in MLS because all the teams play at the same time and that's going to figure out who playoff seeding, who gets the number one seed, who's going to be the supporter shield winner, which is the team with the best record and, and who doesn't make it right. So lots to talk about what I really want though, to focus on is the Philadelphia union. 
Just FYI, Jimmy, before you begin, they don't play all at the same time this time around. This time, you're right. They don't. They, they staggered they two it. Two different uh, kickoffs. They have the 3.30 Eastern and the 6.30 Eastern. So just FYI on that one. But thank you. yes, to your point, it's always good when they play at the same time. Such That's true. Doing it, but no, no, it's same day. Thing. And I th all the Eastern Conference games are going early. You're right. And all the Western Conference games are going uh, separately, which, which I like too, as long as it they, they don't cross over, so it's not going to make much of an impact. So I like that kind of stretches out the day. I get to watch more games. Uh, ultimately, is is the my happy. It puts me in my happy place. Philadelphia Union, for the first time in their history, if if they win and they beat the New England Revolution at home. Now, mind you, Philadelphia have played eight games at home since the bubble tournament. They have won every single game. They are on something fierce. And if they win this game, they will be the Supporter Shield winners. They will be the number one seed. And if they get to host or get to the MLS Cup final, they would host it, which I really like. I like that rule a lot. So fair play to them uh, for doing it. And I think they're going to do it. And so I'm excited. Hopefully they don't stumble at the finish line. They have a little bit of a history of that. They've been to a couple Open Cup finals and have lost all three of those. If they do, however, stumble in Toronto FC, go to New York and beat the Red Bulls, then Toronto FC would be your supporter shield winner. So I want to shout out to Toronto as well. They've been very consistent over the years. And Alejandro Pozuelo could be the MVP candidate. He's got nine goals and 10 assists. So I want to give him some love as well. On the, on the Western side, the Timbers lost uh, last night to Colorado. That hurt them a little bit. So it's between them, Sporting Kansas City, and the Seattle Sounders for the top spot. If SKC can go to Salt Lake, Salt Lake's already eliminated. So they got nothing to lose except to ruin uh, SKC's day. And there's a little bit of a rivalry there. Then Sporting Kansas City, if they win, would be the top spot in the West. So there's a lot of great games here. And the Chicago Fire and Montreal Impact, uh, Atlanta, they're all trying to and enter Miami and D.C. United. There's still a chance for some of these teams to sneak into those extended playoff spots. But, yeah. I see Montreal and Thierry Henry in Chicago, hopefully locking it in, but, but uh, so much to talk about such a great day in general. And hopefully you guys, whatever your thoughts are with regard to the league. And I know there are some listeners that are like, nah, I only watch Europe. This is a great day to jump in, understand who's playing, hopefully support your local team and give this a chance. Cause this is a special time of the year for the league. And, and uh, we need to support domestic as well as all of our uh, uh, European based Americans as well. Yeah, absolutely. Shout out to Alejandro Bedoya, my boy, uh, Philly Union. That'll be amazing for them. And you're so right to host it, uh, MLS Cup, if they win Supporter Shield. That's such a great uh, little nugget there that, that that could happen in MLS. The game that I'm really excited about from the East, at least, is DC United against Montreal Impact because, you know, a, a lot of implications here. Obviously, you win, you're in, right? Uh, mm -hmm. And uh, Thierry Henry, of course, against the DC United that's just got so many issues, but they got my Peruvian brother, Edison Flores, over there. Uh, should be an interesting game. And then the other one, from the well, uh, West perspective, LAFC Portland, as you mentioned, like that, you know, in terms of standings and, and seeding could be interesting. And the White Cups against the Galaxy. The Galaxy have just been a mess, but, you know, amazingly enough. But Chicharito scored a big goal last night. He so did. So there he you did. go. He did. Uh, and then Raul Rodriguez ties it in stoppage time. Jordan Morris and Raul Rodriguez, by the way. I want that to be a buddy sitcom like right now. That'd be amazing. But the Galaxy are in 10th spot and they're playing the White Cups in ninth spot. Uh, who have um, uh, 24 points to 22. So again, so much drama at the bottom. So I, the thing is, I always complain about the fact that, you know, it's ridiculous how many playoff seedings happen. But the caveat, the good thing about it, like you said, is that on decision day, there's so much drama to look at. And you know what? I'll echo one last thing that you just said. This has been a very difficult year. It's been a very difficult year for all of us. And from a soccer standpoint, I think we forget a few things because we just focus so much on the action. 
We forget about the players' mentality and what they have to go through with their families. And I think MLS especially has gone through even harder times because it's still a young league that's trying to figure itself out. Let's not forget that they had to enter a, a, a bubble tournament where it was still in early days in COVID during the U.S., in the U.S. that they had to really figure exactly what was going to happen. And then after that, for the league to actually have to schedule the regular season to continue and then a playoff situation, it's a lot. It's a lot. So I echo what you say. I think you should, we should sometimes just, there's a lot of criticism always, and that's fine. But sometimes you have to stand up and be like, you know what? You tried to give us entertainment. You tried to get this league to keep going. And you did that. And we salute you and we thank you for it. Well said. So that is MLS Decision Day. Jimmy, anything else to wrap up? So much to look forward to. And uh, I know that next week, International Break, we'll also be talking about the United States men's national team finally getting some action. And Jimmy, I know you're excited. We'll I'm excited. I'm, ex I'm already ready to talk about that. But no, uh, this is going to be a great weekend. Hopefully you guys uh, get some nice, warm, hot chocolate or whatever. Put a blanket around yourself and, and just enjoy and absorb uh, the magic of all these games that are happening. And that's where we'll end it. Jimmy Conrad, always good to have you, brother. That was our weekend preview. Make sure that you follow us, listen to us, leave a rating and review. Jimmy, always good to have you, brother. Uh, love you, Luis. I want to thank my brother, Jimmy Conrad. Such a pleasure to have him. And of course, Serge Gnabry, courtesy of James Benj's interview. Thank you so much for that, James. Uh, we will be back to recap all the action and so much more. We're not going away in the international break, by the way. We're here every weekday. So make sure you stay tuned and we'll see you next time. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.